You know, through the last uh, six weeks, we've been uh, absorbing, bearing into our hearts this verse, uh, this passage of scripture in Psalm 23. And uh, we've spent six weeks just allowing it to minister our hearts. And, and today is kind of built as a response to the things that we've learned. Um, but we decided to separate a little time in our worship experience to remember where we have been, the things that we've learned, and uh, just have that fresh in our minds. So you guys can go ahead and take a seat and then go ahead and draw your attention to the screens. Got to start with this foundation that everything springs forth from. 117 words in this psalm, and 115 of them are just backing up the first two words. The Lord. Come on, let's start right there. Everybody builds their life on something. Everybody looks to something to be fed, to be guided, to be shielded by, to be driven by. But only if you can start out the, the verse like David did, the Lord is my shepherd, can you finish it like David did when he said, I shall not want. You need water, you need rest, and you need food. Why? Because the shepherd knows not just our current needs, he knows our coming needs. None of us really know what sheep do when they have insomnia. We, we don't know if they ever resort to counting people. But I know this for sure. A lot of times when I can't sleep, it's because I am. It's so great to have a shepherd even when you're not doing so great. He's not just the shepherd of my good days. He's the shepherd of my bad days too. Our shepherd pursues us. All we like sheep, we all go astray. Our shepherd renews us once he's found us. Why? His heart is now making us stronger. How does Jesus lead? Always from the front. He'll lead us in paths that are right for his name's sake. Our shepherd includes us. He includes us in something Bigger. So much of what we're scared about hasn't actually happened yet. He's saying, I, I choose to dread nothing that hasn't happened yet because I believe when I do get there, I'll have the peace that I need. Don't settle down. Don't lie down in your valley and die. Don't, don't, don't. You're not going to stay there. You're just passing through. We don't face death itself. We face death unthanked. His heart, his best good is to bless things. That's who our God is. Opposition is to be expected. It's impossible to be like Jesus without having enemies. Good news is victory is guaranteed. What do we do when our cup is overflowing? If he's blessed you, it's so he could bless someone else through you. You know this about God, just know he saves the best for last. Surely goodness and mercy, they're going to follow me. It's going to be the outcome of who I follow. The best I can figure is goodness and mercy is meant to kind of be grabbed together as a sweet agreeableness. We're not ever gonna wanna mistake what's temporary for what's forever. But what's forever is us in the house of the Lord. You live here now on mission, a mission of goodness and a mission of mercy. Then your homeland is heaven. Come on, can we thank our pastor for just the amount of faith and work that he puts into preparing the teachings that we get to absorb God's word through. And, and how about our teams all across all of our campuses everywhere, the designers that support these teachings, the musicians that help supplement these teachings. So good. Uh, this psalm really has been something special. And in this moment, just let it, let it hit you. Just absorb how beautiful this is. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I think one of the things that is one of my favorite aspects of this whole study that we've done is just this idea that, like we were singing a moment ago, that there's a victory that's already been paved for you. I, I can almost picture God being like, um, oh, you're gonna go through this crazy thing. It's gonna be really, really hard, this, this incredible battle. Hold on just a minute. And he goes and he wins the battle and he's like, all right, come on. <laughs> and it's like, but it's already done. Yeah, he's already given you the victory. It's already happened, you know? And, and I, I love the idea that our shepherd protects us, leading us through. Um, this whole worship experience has kind of been set up as um, almost a response to everything that we have been learning over the last six weeks. We've been soaking this in. And, and, and when David, when he penned these words, I don't even think he necessarily understood the prophetic nature of the things that he was writing. This shepherd that was revealed in the Old Testament has, has been disclosed in the New Testament. That's what we're gonna study. That's what we're gonna look at here in just a moment. We're gonna be in John chapter 10. Uh, so if you wanna turn there in your Bibles, if uh, you don't have a Bible, don't worry about it. We have a giant one that we can put on the screen so that you can follow along. But the big idea that we need to kind of address today is this idea of what do we do next? If we want to follow our shepherd forward, what do we need to do? And I'm gonna propose two different things that we have to do. The first one is this, we need to listen. We listen. So in this passage, in John 10, Jesus is talking to a group of people, right? He's talking about sheep, he's talking about wolves, he's talking about a good shepherd. And he sheds some light, some insight on the voice of a shepherd. Starting in verse one, it says this, Truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So we have here in this passage, Jesus talking and, and, um, and, and the thing that I love, what he was saying is, is that a sheep recognizes the voice of their shepherd. But even beyond that, uh, the shepherd calls the sheep out by name and then he leads them. Now here's the thing. You won't hear the voice of your shepherd if you're not listening for it, right? A um, couple weeks ago, I lost my son. Um, we were, uh, we just moved into a new neighborhood and uh, didn't know the area very well, didn't know anybody who lived in the neighborhood. And uh, my son is an extrovert and he is a wanderer and uh, he loves being around people. And, uh, and so at one point he just left, uh, he took off and um, hashtag great parenting, 
Um, hashtag don't follow my example, please. And, uh, and he left. And he'd been gone for some time. And, uh, and, and it was getting to the point where uh, we needed to leave. And, and I didn't know where he was. And I didn't even know where to start. So I just kind of started aimlessly wandering the streets of our new neighborhood, calling out his name. I probably look like a terrible parent, you know. And, and I'm, I'm wandering. I, I can't find him. And he couldn't hear me because he wasn't listening for my voice. Now, eventually, I found him. Okay, and uh, he was jumping on the trampoline of some new friend's, you know, backyard, and so I got him. And 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 the thing is, the thing is, we we had some plans that that we had uh, planned on doing, and and I wanted him to experience those things. But unless I found him and brought him in, then he wouldn't be able to experience that. And so what we ended up doing is we we ended up making a new plan. From now on, um, anytime Zachary went to his friend's house and any of the neighbors, um, he would bring one of these things. And now, now he can hear my voice anywhere he's at because he's listening for it, like right now. Hey, bud, are you there? Yes. What are you doing? You're in the production room. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, camera one. You're, you're running camera one? Hey, I'm super proud of you. You're doing a great job. I want you to know that I have to get off this walkie-talkie now because everybody is watching me teach, and, and this needs to come to an end. But I love you. Love you, too. Bye. If you want to be led by your shepherd, then you have to listen for his voice. Okay? You have to listen for his voice. Um, here's the thing. That's so amazing. We have his word right here in our hands. We get to carry it with us wherever we go. It's on our phones. This is the word of God whispered through the power of the Holy Spirit available to us at any time. So if we wanna be led by our shepherd, then we have to listen to his voice. We have to allow it to speak to us. I love how in another part of Psalms it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So if you wanna know where you're supposed to go, and listen to his voice, and he'll tell you. Now, here's the thing about a walkie-talkie, all right? You have friends and you have family that are having a very difficult time hearing the voice of their shepherd call out to them. You know, maybe the, the sound of his voice is being muffled by distraction or career or finances or family or friends. Maybe it's being smothered other, under doubt or grief or frustration, or maybe it's just distorted by the sound of somebody else that's not the shepherd's voice. The thing is, I, 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 every single person is seeking, every person is searching for, for that voice that will lead them home. And I love what Jesus told his disciples in Luke 10:3. He said this, go your way, behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. In other words, you are the walkie-talkie. You are, you are the, the, you have the ability to extend the range of the shepherd's voice into places that it would be really hard to hear otherwise. It's all about slipping into the cracks. Come on, somebody. All right, so we have to first listen, right? And, and, and in some cases, we need to help others listen as well. The second thing that we need to do is respond. Now, Jesus 
you know, he's talking to these guys and he recognizes the fact that they're just not connecting, right? They're looking at him cross-eyed and side at sideways and, and he could see that they don't get it. And so he clarifies a little bit further, starting in verse seven. He says this, so Jesus again said to them, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, right? So Jesus, he sees that they're just having a hard time. He's like, okay, 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 okay. Let me make it simpler. There is a gate. On the other side of that gate is real good pasture, and, and not just good pasture, it is, it is pasture like you wouldn't even believe. Let's just say life on the other side of that gate is abundant, to say the least, right? Abundant pasture. That sounds nice. Um, has anybody ever been to a barbecue where you hear the phrase, hey, 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 wait till everybody gets one? I hate that phrase. <laughs> I think because I'm the idiot who just doesn't like to stop eating, you know, and I was the person that got like the double meat and the double cheese on round one, and now I'm bearing the weight of everybody's condemnation upon me, uh, but how glorious is it when the host says, hey, everybody, we have so much food, and we're not going to eat it all, so have at it. Just go. It, it, it's life without limits. It's joy that never ends. It's abundant pasture, and you can have as much as you want. That's my favorite part of the barbecue. I love that part. So how do you get there? How do you get to the other side of the gate? Well, you get to the other side through the door, right? Jesus said that the only way to access that life is through him. He is the access. He is your access to that life. Now, when I was a kid, I used to play this game on Nintendo. Um, it was made in 1986. It's called Ikari Warrior. And the basic premise of the game is that you're a shirtless commando wearing a red bandana. You crash land your airplane in the jungle, and then you have to fight your way through enemy territory to freedom. And um, the game has four different zones, and seven different gates in each zone that you have to pass through. So there's 28 levels. Problem, you only get three lives. And once those three lives are gone, the game is over. And I remember as a kid being so frustrated because it's like, this is impossible. What were the game developers thinking? They, they seriously thought that we could complete this challenge with only three lives and 28 levels? It's ridiculous. Now, back in 1986, we didn't have the internet. Weird. And um, we, we had these things that were made out of paper that you held in your hand, okay? And they're called periodicals or magazines. And, and one such magazine was the Nintendo Power. Anybody ever read the Nintendo Power? There's, there's our nerds, all right? There they all are. And, uh, and Nintendo Power had done an article on Ikari Warrior, and they detailed every single level. They showed you where the landmines were and the gas tanks, and, and they communicated the whole thing to set you up for as much success as possible to win this game. And then I loved at the very end of the article, they threw in this little like, and duh, don't forget, if you die, just type in this code, A-B-B-A, and you'll come back to life. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? 
There's literally an access code that I can type onto my two button controller that is going to allow me to live forever. At that point, the game really didn't seem very daunting anymore because I had figured out the access to eternal life, right? Like the, the, the thing is, Jesus said that, that he is at that access. Um, he, he clarified even further um, in John 11, it says this. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees, and then the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will come uh, then they will listen to my voice. So there will, not, there will be one flock and one shepherd for this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord and I have the authority to lay it down and I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So Jesus says that, that he's, just, he's not just the door, he's not just the gate that gives you access to that life. He says uh, that he's also the shepherd that leads the way of the sheep through the gate. And not only that, he has bought your access through that gate with his own life. So you, 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 you ask like, okay, well, how do I get this? How do I gain access to this life? Well, Jesus would say that, that because he has paid that price for it, you gain access to this pasture over his dead body. What do you have to do? Nothing. Jesus already did everything. Jesus already did everything necessary for you to experience this life. So if you hear a voice calling you, you need to respond. Here's, here's what it says in Romans 10. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. You respond by calling out his name. Do you see it? It's right there. It was right there in front of me when I was five years old. A, B, B, A. A-B-B-A, Abba. Do you know what Abba means? Abba is an old Aramaic word. It's a Greek word that means father. It means dad. Like when I call out to my son and he responds, dad, right? This, this word, this, this, is, this is us calling out like, like, like a, a lost sheep that, that knows that we've done everything that we can right? We're, we're, we're doing the best we can to make it through this life, and, and, and it keeps knocking us down over and over and over again, and we get up, and, and time and time again, things continue to fail, and you get to that point where you just, you want to give up. You got nothing left, and then, and then you hear the voice of a shepherd who's calling you home, who's calling you to abundant life, who's calling you to, to experience life in such a way that you would never believe. Jesus is the shepherd who has everything that we've been looking for. He's the one who calms our anxiety. He's the one that fills us with hope in dark times. He's the one who gives us direction in life. He fills us with purpose. He gives us everything that we need and more. Jesus Christ laid down his life 
so that you can experience life. He died on the cross, and just like he said he would, three days later, he rose from the grave to buy your access into this abundant living forever. And if you hear his voice, all you have to do is respond by calling out his name. We're gonna give you a chance to do that right now. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you so much for this moment and how special it is to be in this room, family, to be in this sheepfold. You brought us all here. Lord, there's some people who might be here today and, and they recognize the fact that they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. They heard some cool songs and, and some encouraging words, but then all of a sudden, your word just started speaking to them. They started hearing your voice. And there's this, this a yearning, this longing. Yeah, maybe, maybe I have tried everything. Maybe I have been everywhere. It's just not working. Lord, I pray in this moment, they would cry out to you, that they would recognize the fact that you want to draw them close, that you want to meet them here. Lord, I pray that you would give them the boldness, the confidence, really just the trust that you are who you say you are, the son of God risen from the dead in order to save us. If you're in that position right now, you feel like you're ready to draw a line in the sand, say, Lord, I, I might not understand everything, but I'm willing to trust you. If you'll take this life and bring it back to life and fill it with more life than I've ever been able to dream of, then would you just pray this prayer? This prayer is, is nothing special. It's not like a, like a secret code or anything like that. It's just as a confession of your heart. And, uh, and, 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 and you're just communicating that you believe that Jesus did what he said he did to save you. So if that's the case, our whole church is gonna support you. We're all gonna back you up in this, but would you just pray this prayer? Say, dear God, I need you. I've tried everything. I've been everywhere, but I need your life. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe that you paid the way for me. So I pray that you would just accept me. Bring me home. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name. Now in an attitude of prayer, nobody looking around, if you made that decision right now, and you feel like you did that, you drew that line in the sand, then what we want you to do is just lift up your hand when I count to three. And this is almost like a declaration, like, like, a, like a surrender, like you're reaching out your hand and just saying, God, I need you. I don't have the answers, but I trust you. So on the count of three, you raise up your hand. One, two, three, raise up your hand, yeah. Come on, church, come on, let's celebrate these guys that are making this decision today. So special. Thank you so much for joining us for this teaching in the Rock and Soul series. I love that we're learning about the outer stability that comes from inner tranquility. And if at any time during this teaching you made a decision to accept Jesus, congratulations, that's the best decision that you'll ever make and we're so excited for you. Now we would love to send you a Bible in the mail and you can receive that by filling out a form by clicking the No God button on our website 
or you can text the word Fresh Life, all one word with no spaces, to 99000, and we'd love to get that Bible in the mail for you. And if you'd like to partner with us above and beyond your tithe to your local church, there are several ways that you can do that. You can text the word FRESH to 45777, or you can click the Give button at freshlife.church or give through the Fresh Life app. Now finally, if what God is doing at Fresh Life Church has impacted you in any way, we'd love to hear from you. You can email your story into us by emailing story at freshlife.church or you can click Know God on our website and then click the Share Your Story button and share with us that way. That's fuel for our fire and we love hearing from you. Thank you again for joining us for the Rock and Soul series.